Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast, where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Star Fox for the Super Nintendo. Star Fox was developed by Nintendo, EAD, and Argonaut Software, and published by Nintendo in February 1993 in Japan, in North America in March of 1993, and in PAL territories in June of 1993. Oh yeah! That's right, they only had to wait a few months. They're catching up now. And this game, of course, was for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. It was the second 3D model game developed by Nintendo. That's right. The first was actually released for the Game Boy. Oh, yeah. It was a Japan-only shooter. Oh, cool. And it was also designed by Dylan Cuthbert. Oh, nice. All right. Now, this game was the first game to use the famed Super FX chip. Ah, yeah. And probably the only good one. Yeah. No, uh, I take that back. Yoshi's uh, Island is really good. Oh, yeah, I guess. I forget that it uses that chip as well. It does, yeah. And that chip was, you know, there are many people responsible for it, but I think a lot of uh, credit was given to Dylan Cuthbert. Right. He is a programmer. He was like a wonder kid that he developed that way to make 3D graphics on the Game Boy. Which is impressive. Very. And then he went to work with Nintendo. And they were talking about they wanted a 3D game for the Super Nintendo. But he pointed out to them that it would be much easier to do if they would just create a new chip for the system. Right, right. Than trying to be shoehorned in, just programming it in the existing hardware. Right, yeah. And I think he or someone else joked that basically that FX chip basically was a new system that basically (laughs) wrapped the Super Nintendo around it. Right, right. Well, I mean, it was pretty mind-blowing kind of at the time. Very much so. Um, Now, it was uh, Shigeru Miyamoto who came up with the character design and concepts for this game. Okay. As you can imagine, he did not want a standard sci-fi, gritty character type system. Right, so goes with anthropomorphic animals. Yes, and they're loosely based off of different Japanese folklore archetypes. Okay. And as you may know, the fox is very popular in Japanese folklore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it pops up yes in many video games uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, i'm not sure what the nine-tailed fox is about or the multi-tailed fox is all about. yeah I've, i i know of it but uh, it appears in uh both okami and pokemon so oh, right right it's, it's something now this game was extremely popular when it came out it was mind-bending that the super nintendo could make these 3d graphics yeah yeah and to show off nintendo had their own tournament based around this game oh really yes uh it was the super star fox weekend competition and it was actually in the united states and in many other countries really and it was held simultaneously in many uh gaming stores across the country and if you won you would go up in levels in the highest score i think won a trip or fifteen thousand dollars whoa uh what you may remember is that after that competition was over a few months later, they sold those competition carts in Nintendo Power. Oh, really? For $45. I, I mean, I don't remember any of that. Now making them pretty collectible. I'm sure, yeah. Now, a full sequel to this game was designed, developed, and made. And yeah. finished. Yeah. But never released. Yeah, like, w- it wasn't released because at that point, like, they were just waiting for the N64. The N64 was very close to launch. Yeah. And the PlayStation had already come out. And they felt that it would just be... 
kind of embarrassing. Like okay. the graphics would not have been heralded at the time. Sure. Compared to the PlayStation, they did look a little, you know, they looked pretty much like the ones from the first game, just much smoother. Right. So is this like 95, 94, somewhere in there? I okay. don't know. Okay. I'll just be honest with you. <laughs> but the game did actually finally see the light of day with the release of the NES Mini. That's right. It's, it's out there. It's on there. And it's really fun because uh, Dylan Cuthbert has his own studio now. I think mm-hmm. Q Games is what it is. Okay. And I think they had a launch party for it. Oh, and they, they posted like everyone was super pumped because, you know, they just thought that this game would never see the light of day. Yeah, yeah. And it turns out it's an actually pretty cool game. I Yeah, I haven't checked it out. It has many more characters. It has like a kind of procedurally generated type stuff happening. Things oh. differ different every time you play it. Nice. Um, but this game did get a proper sequel on the Nintendo 64 with Star Fox 64. Right. That's, I played that. I played it, well, our friend Sean had it. That's so right. So therefore, we play a lot of it. Yeah. In fact, it's probably the one I played the most. I, I would think so, yeah. Uh, they also had, a, you know, of course, sequels on the GameCube. There was, a, I think, a, a 3DS version that yeah, came out at some point. Well, they eventually made, like, what, Star Fox Adventures or something, right? And that's one where you had, like, stuff on, on foot as well. Yeah, yeah. Not as cool. I I never never played it, so I, I can't say. And then eventually, uh, characters such as Fox McCloud and Falco made their way into the Smash Brothers series. Yeah, yeah. And then most recently, uh, in the Ubisoft game Starlink, uh, you can, if you buy the Nintendo version, it is a kind of toys to life game where you have physical ships that you can plug into a controller <laughs> and whatnot. Okay. The Nintendo version has the R-Wing ship oh. and Fox McCloud and a whole set of missions that are Star Fox based. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yes. I mean, uh, full disclosure, for some reason, my son became a huge fan of this franchise due, <laughs> due to the first game, not even the Nintendo 64 one. Wow. Uh, has he played that one? He actually prefers the second one for Super Nintendo to it. Really? He, he has played it. And uh, we own that Starlink game because of its Star Fox <laughs> stuff in it. Cool. That's crazy. So, Nick, what kind of game is Star Fox for the Super Nintendo? It is a first kind of slash third person space shooter. More of an on-rails style shooter. Yes, that's true, yes. While you can move around... In your playing field, you do not have full freedom of flight. No, there is a... You're always moving forward in kind of a box. Yeah, there's a kind of rectangular, if you will, tunnel or cylindrical, I guess. You know, they even kind of illustrate it in the manual where they're like, you go straight down here and you can't go to the left or right. It'll just buff you back in. Right. Um, But in that box, you can fly to all four quadrants of it. Mm -hmm. And... You can also uh, bank left and right. That's right. If you use your shoulder buttons, you turn sideways. Yeah, and that that helps you move either direction a little quicker. And if you double tap those, you can do the famous barrel roll. That's right. Do a barrel roll. Always do a barrel roll. That's my uh, Super helpful, yeah, because you are invincible to projectiles while you're doing it. Like, I think collisions will still hurt you. Yes, but lasers just bounce right off. And there can be a lot of them. There can be. Now, in this game, you are a ship. You are a pilot of a ship. Yeah. I guess you're not the ship. You're, you're Fox right, McCloud. Right. Yeah, yeah. Ace Combat. He's the master. Fox. And when you're flying your ship, uh, you do have your main weapon is a, a laser gun. Yeah, single fire. Single fire at first. Yeah, yeah. But it is upgradable. That's right. Uh, one of the many items you'll find, um, by many I mean three, <laughs> you will upgrade the lasers to a dual laser. Yeah. 
And then the third version is like a plasma ball. Yeah, some blaster thing. That's, mm-hmm. It's stronger and wider. Yep, and that's about the difference there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, in addition to your guns, you do have a uh, arsenal of bombs, missiles. Yeah, your Nova bombs. Nova bombs, I guess, is the official title. Yeah, you I think you start with one or, or four, two. or do you start with? I know you can hold up to five. I feel like you start with a full stuff. compliment, but maybe not. Maybe I. Yeah, I think you do. I am very guilty of holding onto these for way too long. Well, I mainly use mine at the boss. Right. Right. And. When you fire it off, it is interesting because it doesn't detonate until it either hits an object or the very like furthest. Yeah, it can it'll, go. it'll go out a little ways before. It's it's a good way to clear a screen though. It is. It usually clears the projectiles as well. But also, you if you're going to use it on a boss, you really want to make sure you hit the boss with it. Right. I think right. that does the most damage. Makes sense. Now this game does have health in the form of shields. That's right. You have a you have a shield meter on your screen, and that shield goes down with you know times your hit mm-hmm. or when you run into objects or enemies. Yeah, I think. Does collision do how much damage does that do? It's it's way more than I lasers, feel like it's right? way more than lasers. I know th- there are different types of enemy projectiles where there's like the normal lasers are weak, and then there's like rings, mm-hmm. and then those like bursts that are stronger. I think, but I, I don't know. Collisions seem to be the worst of all of them. Yeah, so you definitely don't want to hit the ground or anything flying around you. Right. Which I mean, that that kind of stands for any game where you're in a plane or spaceship. Correct. Now the shields can be refilled. Certain enemies you destroy will. Uh, then create a little ring of yellow things, triangles. triangles yeah, gems. If, if you, you fly through them, it refills a portion of your health. Yeah. And then there are silver rings. Yeah, and that gives you more health, right? If not all of it. Yeah. I'm not sure the exact amounts. Nor am I. Mm-hmm. Now, you can also get more bombs when you're out and about. Yep, yep. And so I guess let's just talk about the items real quick. Okay. It's kind of confusing because they are very hard to distinguish from each other. Yeah, there are these like low poly wireframe looking, you know what I mean? Cause and they're all the same set of colors. Yeah, they're all red and blue. So I can barely ever tell if I'm getting a gun upgrade or a new bomb. Yeah, but, but there's just get them all. Yeah, if you can, just get them all. That's because you want as many bombs and as much upgrades to your gun as you can get. Of course. And then there is uh, certain times you'll find a series of rings that if you shoot them, a ship will be in the middle. Oh, yeah. They, that's a one up. Yes, because you only start with uh, two extra ships. Yeah. Uh, but you can continue after you die. That's right. You start with one continue? Yes. Okay. And you know, on the continue screen, there's like a little trick you can do where you can move around the stuff on it. Yeah, and you can mess with stuff. I, I had forgotten about it, but then I was reading about it, and I was like, I think I remember reading this in Nintendo Power. Yeah. And then uh, finally, there is the invincibility. Oh, yeah. You get the power shield. And I can't remember what it looks like either. I don't know what it looks like because I the few times I would get it, it always seemed to be on accident. And then all of a sudden, like at first, I didn't even know what it was. And I was like, what happened to my ship? It's all wireframe now. And that means you're invincible. But it never seems to come at a time that really matters to me. Right. Well, but the cool thing is that... It's just lasts for like three hits or something. So right. if you if you aren't just like flying through stuff like I would, because I'm like, hey, I'm invincible. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, hold on to that as long as you can. Indeed. Um, now, one of the things that makes this game extremely interesting is that when you start the game, uh, after you choose, after it shows you like your goof around, like learn how to fly. Yeah. Yeah. Training. Uh, you get to choose how you want to fly. So you can choose like uh, backwards, up and down. Oh, yeah. You have four types of controls. Mm-hmm. Um, I just kept my normal. I always use the inverted. I actually, I use type B because it was like, it changed the, I wanted, I wanted, like that. no, I wanted my B button to be the, the shooter. Mm. And then there's two other things we did not talk about. And that is the ability to boost into oh, break. Yeah. Yeah. And those have a, you have a little meter. 
Mm-hmm. That's your boost brake meter. Yeah. And as soon as you're done, it recharges fairly quickly. Yeah, you just can't jam on it the whole time. No, and there's just very, very few times where you have to use those. Yeah, I, I didn't use them very much. Just specific areas or bosses where you either are going to get smashed or you have to right. dart through a, a closing thing. Yeah, yeah, precisely. Now, if you 100% a level, you do get a free man. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. And one of the things that's interesting is to get that, you also have to protect your friends. Because when you're flying through a level, it's not just you out there. That's right. You have three wingmen. That's right. Uh, your friends Slippy, the mm-hmm. toad. Mm-hmm. Um, Peppy, the hare. Yeah. And, of course, the best, Falco. That's right. Rock me Amadeus. The falcon. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, no, he, is, yeah. He's not a falcon. What is he? Is he a raven? Is he a falcon? Uh, he's some kind of bird. He's a bird. We, we can agree on he's that much. He's a black bird. <laughs> but, yeah, you'll see them flying around, and sometimes they'll be attacking enemies. But frequently, I think at predetermined points, you'll see... Usually slip your toe to fly across like, help, and they're being chased by one of these enemy ships, and you blow it up to save them. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I like It's a fun aspect. Yeah, because if they die, it's like permanent. Yeah. Right? Like, for the rest of your playthrough, they won't come back, right? I think that at certain points, they may come back. Okay. But I'm not sure. I could be conflating that with uh, the N64 version. I, yeah, I... Oh, yeah, I just didn't run up against that, so... Because I'm a great flyer and saved all my comrades. As you should. Um, My favorite is that when you save Falco, he just gives you a hard time for it. Right, right. Or sometimes, you know, they'll be going after a ship and you shoot it and they're like, don't be greedy. And I'm like, hey, you had your chance. That's right. Slow pokes. And then the final thing that really sets this game apart is that after you choose your controls and you start the game up, you then get to choose which one of three paths you're going to go on. Yeah. And... Each path has a different difficulty. Yeah. And has a whole different um, set of levels or bosses sometimes. Yeah, definitely. There's some some cool stuff. And there's even one little area, like there's the black hole. Which I don't know how to get to. I That's something I actually remembered from my youth, but I don't. I, we can talk about that later, I guess. <laughs> well, I guess that then wraps this section up. Although there is one, um, you can earn extra continues at 10,000, 30,000, and 50,000 points. Gotcha. But that's kind of tough to do. If you think of, at least on the easy uh-huh. um, version, there's what, like six levels? Yeah. So, you you know, to get 50,000 points, you can only get like 10,000 points a level. So it's mm. like you got to be up there if you want to get that last continue, if you need it, you know? Yeah. Spoiler alert, I saved uh, at the beginning of each level. Oh, yeah, same here. <laughs> well, Nick, this is Nintendo. This is a first-party game. Mm-hmm. I know it's got to have a good manual. It does, yes. It's a big 30-page color manual. Um, there's no real art, unfortunately. Okay. You do get some, like, I don't know if they're... Like just renderings of our wings are higher detail than the game stuff. Do you have any of the pictures of the puppets that were yes. used on the cover? I was gonna say, I was like, th- those puppets are here. I, I, I think those were made by Miyamoto himself. Uh, they look awesome. They look like great Muppets. Like I, I would love to see them move around. Well, um, I didn't mention this in the beginning, but he is a huge fan of the show, like Thunderbirds are Go. Ah, and I think that inspired him to make those puppets. Okay, yeah, you know I'm a huge fan of that show as well. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Um, I watched like entirely. Too much of it about a week ago on the channel <laughs> Comet. Nice. Um, yeah, so puppets are pictured in several, you know, different places, so it's worth checking out for that alone. And I think also in Nintendo Power, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. 
Um, it, you know, and it goes through your control types. talks about all your wingmen. It tells you, you know, one thing we didn't mention is you can change your view from... Oh, yeah, we totally forgot to mention there's that. There's the cockpit view. But you and can then, only do that in space, right? Yeah, I think there are certain levels where it automatically changes it for you. I, you can, I you can switch back that. in space. Okay, but you yeah. can't switch to that view on planets. Okay, but there's like a close view behind your ship and one that's farther back, I guess. I didn't really mess with it. But it also previews the planets and a bunch of the bosses or enemy force commanders. Mm, okay. And, of course, goes through the story where we have the Lilat star system, which is in the center of the Milky Way galaxy and was, was peaceful and prospered until the brilliant but evil Dr. Andros was exiled for doing dangerous experiments on people or something. So he was basically exiled to Venom, which he converted into a, like, military-industrial planet, started an army, and is coming at you now. So you got to save the day as Star Fox. And apparently your dad was also a, a combat veteran who is dead. Oh, yeah. there's They mention it briefly in this. It's not. It's really rubbed in in the next game, okay. 64. Oh, no, yeah, with like Gray Fox and stuff because yeah. he's right with the eye patch. Yep. Okay. I, and, uh, it's been a while. <laughs> Peppy constantly rem- reminds you of things your dad did. <laughs> yeah. So you remember your dead dad? Right. <laughs> but, yeah, so, you know, it's a pretty effective instruction book and a good way to learn how to play the game if you need it. Well, Nick, what was your personal history with Star Fox? Uh, I rented this game a couple times. I didn't own it. I also rented it at least twice. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'm, I ever beat it. I, I know I beat the easy mode. I can't remember if I did or not. Um, I know I remember messing around. Like I said, I, I remember renting it and then messing around with the black hole thing to warp to these different levels I never had gotten to before. Mm-hmm. And then, But that's tough because, you know... Whenever you warp, you're missing out on a bunch of power-ups. Or if you're not ready, you know, and you yeah. go to this hard level, you're just going to get creamed. So I think that's what happened to me. I do know I never beat any of the other modes. Mm. And then after the N64 one came out, I never played this game again. Me either. I was always very cautious because I had played Stunt Race Effects, which I remembered as being, well, it's okay. But yes, when I, I think played we it, both came across it yeah. when we had that shared job that allowed us to play a bunch of uh, Super that, Nintendo games at work. That is not a game. That is unplayable. Like, I, I remember being just baffled that I used to think this was okay, and it, it's a steaming pile of no good. So. Yeah, and that game, I think, really tainted us both on the memory of the FX chip in general. Yeah, so I had stayed away from it as well. Damn it, damn it, damn it. So what was your more recent experience with this game, Nick? Um, well, uh, I, I beat this game on the easy path. Okay. And I played a little bit of the medium and harder ones, but I didn't. I only played like the first couple levels. I didn't get quite as much time as I wanted to with it. Now, I beat all three paths. Oh, nice. Uh, the easy mode, I barely cheated at all. But the other two, yeah. I cheated my pants off. I saved um, on the medium mode, I think at the beginning of every level. Mm-hmm. And then the hard mode, I would save usually about halfway through a level or so. Okay. Uh, once ever I got to like the next set of uh, shield regeneration rings. Gotcha. Yeah. The only time I really, I, I would, I would save at the beginning of every level, but typically it was like, I'd get to the boss, figure out how to beat him. You know, the first time where I'm like, I don't remember what to do. And then once I did, I'd be, you know, okay, I'll go back and do it again. So I don't lose my uh, twin blast. Yeah. You need those twin blasters. And I played this on the uh, Super Nintendo mini. Cool. So uh, it does, you know. I feel like less bad when I cheat on it because you have to like reach over and then manually push on the uh, reset switch. <laughs> That's how you engage the like save state mode. Okay. So it's not as like, it's like it takes one extra ounce of energy to do. You're earning it. So you, you kind of earn it that way. <laughs> well, here we are in the general chat portion of our show. And uh, I'd like to start by saying that this game is much more playable than I thought it would be. Same here. Yeah. 
I was pleasantly surprised at, well, how not bad it looked. I yeah. mean, it didn't look great. Right, right. But I, I didn't really, like, after 10 minutes of playing or so, you're just totally used to it. You're just it. Yeah, well, you know, I think they smartly stayed within the bounds of their ability with the ships aren't too detailed, you know, because if you The start, movement is smooth enough. Yeah, and there's not so much visual energy going on, on the screen where you get, like, going to where I don't know what I'm looking at. There's all this, you know what I mean, where it just washes over you. The really the, the game really breaks down where things are at a real distance. Yeah. And then sometimes the enemies are really kind of hard to parse. Like, I, I know it's an enemy, but I don't know what enemy it is. Oh, yeah. It's a ship. Something. Yeah. It's a glowy uh, blob. <laughs> but when things get closer, you can usually tell, like, what they're going for. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, honestly, if you look at a lot of enemy spaceship sprites and, like, overhead shooting games and stuff, you know, I'm... I can tell that's a ship, but I don't know how I would describe it. You know, right. it's it's a ship. Exactly. <laughs> Same here. It looks kind of like a bug most of the time. And I think they, you know, like I said, they got the movement down, and that's really what matters because you are really nimble in this game. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish, like, you can respond pretty quickly, but I feel like your pace, I don't know, there's a certain slowness to it that is kind of... Your movement forward is a little, little you slow. You know, you know, I mean, it's not horrible or anything but it just is kind of weird um like i said the power-ups are confusing i can never tell what power-up it was yeah so if there's a split power-up where i'm like which one am i gonna get i don't know <laughs> you just yeah i really hope it's the guns yeah. if i'm not at full guns. please please the guns um but i do want to talk about the first versus third person did you use the the first person mode when you were in space yes i used it and i loved it i well I remember not using it at all when I was younger. I always just use whatever. I don't like those views normally, but agreed. You can shoot so much more accurately. I yeah, way more accurately. And then once you get used to the uh, reticle yeah. on screen, that the triangles are the edges of your ship. Yeah, your wings. And, and you realize like, oh, okay, this is my box. This is where I can move between. I thought that those those levels were way more fun to me. Yeah, I agree. I like um this game doesn't really you know I always would think well like I want to see my ship so I can tell if I'm about to hit something. Mm-hmm. But you don't run up against that at all, really, in the game. So, you know, it really well, helps. Not in those levels, of course. Well, yeah, yeah. But I so, yeah, it, it was uh, surprising, but cool. Yes. Um, now, I think the music in this game is really good. It is. It is. very fitting. It gets you, like, that cool, like, doing it in space. There's space very battle music. adventurous themes. Um, and it's got a ton of tracks because not only does every planet and level have a track, but every boss has its own music. Okay, cool. Which is pretty crazy and the bosses in this game are pretty interesting they're all really varied and yeah. a lot of them have a really cool build-ups yeah there's they're pretty neat and and you know they do use certain you know like the first boss when it comes flying over you and you see the shadow these like dramatic kind mm-hmm. of intros are pretty pretty neat yeah they really play with the angles of things in certain ways that make things look really cool like when you start out and you're in the the hangar and you're about yeah. to shoot out in classic anime style yeah and i did notice you know having watched a lot more anime since i was a child there aren't a lot of those cool fighter anime tropes yeah. like that hangar sequence and things like that sure yeah yeah no but it's it's all done pretty well you know some levels where you you know there's buildings or just big gray blocks or yes. you know you kind of have to imagine a little bit but you know eh, for the most part it doesn't matter you're just avoiding obstacles you know mm-hmm and then there's the sound effect, which the shooting is shooting, explosions are explosions. But the thing that really stands out to me is the sound effects that have been stuck in my head yeah. since the game first came out. Oh, they're great. And that is the voices of the character. Yeah. Because they do use voice in very few points, very sparingly. They, they spent a little bit of their memory on that. Yeah, you do get some. But for the most part, the animals all speak this weird blibberish gibberish. Yeah, like pre, pre-animal crossings. Yeah, you know? I mean, you play some for us right now, Nick. Yeah, let's talk to Slippy. Or... And here's Peppy. Uh-huh. 
Yep, that's uh, Fox, right? That's right. But the best of all, I think, is Falco. Of course. I have thought of that noise <laughs> yes, in my head once a week since this game came out. It's it's, it's one of the best sound In fact, effects. sometimes I just respond to people with that noise, <laughs> uh, even my children. Like, if I don't have a thing to say, I'm just like, <laughs> let them sort it out. Exactly. <laughs> in fact, as much as I love his smarmy attitude and voice in the fully voiced Nintendo 64 version, mm-hmm. I really wish that they would go back to, to this in some ways. It gives us the option of choosing fake. Yes. You know? <laughs> it's cool. And another cool thing, too, is that if you play this game in stereo, which you can because it's Super Nintendo, you know it does use a lot of like you'll hear things coming from the left if they're shooting at you and stuff so i didn't really notice it until after i was playing and watching it but i was like oh that's really cool i wish i knew so so what you're saying is with headphones on you can get kind of a situational awareness yes from the sound effects which which is is awesome yeah definitely now the other thing that makes this game what so great and what it would have been great if you owned it is those multiple paths yeah oh yeah i mean there's a ton of replayability there definitely uh, amongst choosing it's not just oh the harder mode the harder mode is a whole new set of levels in certain cases right right and at the very least different bosses yeah which is which is great as well different endings right or are they all the same No, you get the same ending no matter what oh okay but uh the final boss is a little different oh okay and the best level the most fun level is only in the hardest mode Uh, which level is that ah oh fortuna not not bib fortuna (laughs) or oh fortuna but the planet fortuna which is a water which is a mainly water planet but it is a planet where uh i mean we'll get to it you know in their level by level that has giant creatures i don't think i got to this one no because it was in the hard mode Yeah, yeah and uh it's awesome because there's like actual animals and stuff there's giant flowers there's fish there's birds crazy and it really i mean they look pretty decent there's like sea serpents cool, cool. and it's like you're not even going to get there unless you're playing the hardest part of this right, game right. so i think it's really cool that they even held back some of that stuff for the really true fans and, and owners of the game definitely i mean you know seconding that point even the levels i did play you know since i didn't get to fortuna but you know they all have some pretty creative level design yeah like there's just weird things you know walking around or they they use their kind of admittedly i guess rather small bag of tricks very well you know visually like using different pillars in different ways to as obstacles or stuff like that definitely folks here we are in the level by level portion of the show and well there really is no way to talk about this game without talking about all of the levels that's right and i think we're going to do them in order of difficulty sounds good and because each one um you know has a unique boss and if the boss has been covered before we'll just gloss over that and sure. move on yeah and, and it's like what the me- the the easy one is six levels the medium six and then the hardest one is seven right I don't remember. It's something like that. I don't know. So there's about 16 to 18 levels, I think, total. But you only have to do like a third of it in one go, which is nice. Yeah. So let's start with the easy route. Yeah. And in this route, you always, in every route, you start on the planet of Corneria. Yes. And for the most part, you're going to be fighting, well, weird flying things. Yeah, you get... um... There's like those little, they look like kind of like butterfly ships, I guess. Yep. You know, fight a lot of those, those big walker bots. And those walker bots only appear in this level, and they look pretty cool. Sometimes they're carrying, in in this version of the level, uh, just small pillars. Yeah, yeah. And there's lots of buildings to maneuver around, and a set of like... um, ground posts you got to fly down through yeah they and if you fly through enough arches. of them i think you get a, a, a power up 
in the first one, I think if you go through, it's like there's four or five in a row because Slippy's even like, look at me. And if you do it, and then there's one after that that he doesn't get. And I think that gives you your for a twin blaster, actually. Yeah. And Corneria introduces you to, you know, a lot of your standard enemy is the weird ground things that shoot at you. Yeah, which, I mean, I just assume are turrets. Sometimes it's hard to tell. You're like, mm-hmm. this could be a radio tower, a turret, something. But it's whatever it is, it's going to be destroyed. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's all on, you know, the surface of this kind of green-blue planet. Yeah. And at the very end, you have, in the easy mode, a flying boss. Yeah, the attack carrier. And the carrier flies in over you, and it's got like three or four parts on it. And every boss works the same way as far as destroying it. Yeah, yeah. They're usually like a big gray or whatever color, you know, polygon ship, but they always have the glowing parts, which everyone knows that's where you shoot. If it's flashing orange and yellow, that's where you have to hit. Yes. And this has uh, two of those parts. And it's on the right-hand side is a giant cannon. On the left is like a... A bay that opens up and shoots things at you. Yeah, it seems to shoot out like ships and missiles. That Everything it shoots at you is generally destroyable before it gets you, right? Of course. Yeah. And so. um, I don't know. This one is super easy. Two yeah. bombs and it's gone pretty much. Yeah, you can annihilate this thing as soon as it turns around. <laughs> uh, well, actually what happens is you blow off those two side parts and then the middle part turns around and you got to blow it up. Yeah. But you should have no trouble here. No, and then you, you should fly on to the next level. This is like the asteroid belt. Yes, the asteroid belt, which is the second part of the easy mode. Mm-hmm. And this is when they put you in that third-person mode. Yeah. Or first-person mode, I should say. I'm sorry. Right, right. And you, you get a lot of, you know, like we said, the asteroids themselves aren't actually polygons. Nope. There's sprites coming at you. Mm-hmm. There's uh, gray ones that are indestructible, but the brown ones you can destroy. Yes. You see a lot of those bugs, uh, bug ships again. Or this where you'll see the, like, kind of centipede ships where it's a bunch of little ones mm-hmm. in a line. When you shoot the lead, they all scatter and come at you. Pretty cool looking. Definitely. There are a few points where you have to, like, kind of dodge and weave between some tight spaces. Yeah, yeah, and this is where, I don't know if it's the only place, but this is where you can get into the black hole. Okay. Because there is a series where it's like, it'll be a brown asteroid with like two arms of gray asteroids rotating around it and there's like a series of three or four of these in a row and if you blow them all up and then you blow up the last one i think is when it warps you into the black hole and then what well then in the black hole it's like this level where there's like there's like three different exits i think it's like a warp zone basically mm-hmm. i see i didn't do it this time but i remember specifically one of the times i rented it once i found this out because i was like i'm going to use that and I spent the whole time messing with it. And then you can go to three different destinations, I think one for each path. Okay. So you can hop paths with it, but generally I found it's so early in the game that you're so underprepared that when you warp past there, you're just, you're going to get your butt kicked if you're not really good. And I'm not, so didn't work out for me. Now the boss of the asteroid area. Uh, Yes, the rock crusher. Yes. Now this boss will appear, (laughs) this boss will appear again. And the rock crusher is, um, which one is this one? It's a large, like like a cylinder-ish thing? Well, yeah, it's like this, it's like got these two flat portions with turrets on it, and it moves in and out of the centerpiece where only one of the flat oh, parts yeah, are exposed. Oh, I remember. And yeah, it's, uh, those flaps are big, like, diamonds. Yeah, and they each have, like, four little turrets that are also the weak spots. And, and uh, you really just want to bomb each one. Yeah, yeah, it'll do. It takes all four of the spots off of it. That's a good call, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're easy to shoot, too. but They're not bad. You're probably about to run out or space for extra bombs now, so use them or lose them. Exactly, because you can only hold four bombs. All right, well, after the asteroid field, Nick, where do we go next? To the Space Armada. That's right, because the easy route is right through the middle of the map. Yeah, yeah, it's like the center path. And the Space Armada is an interesting level. Uh, you are still in space, still in that third person if you want. Mm-hmm. 
lots of flying ships, a few small asteroids. But what sets this uh, level apart is these inter these these uh, weird like little mini bases or whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, you. Um, it's pretty cool because there are you know there are the little ships that you're used to fighting here. Yes. And then there are some slightly bigger ships that you'll start doing an approach toward, and you'll see like a door open, and you have to fly inside and destroy it. Yeah, and that takes some you know some very fine flying skills through their cores. Yeah, it's kind of like a Death Star trench run, of course, but mm -hmm. you know you're just in like a corridor where they'll have you know sometimes you need to roll or you know get on your side and zoom around these walls as they come at you to you get into the center to the core and destroy it and then uh, i think at the very end is one giant ship yeah you, you do must like go three of them or something but okay so at the very end of this level there is one largest ship yeah in the armada that you must go up against mm -hmm. and it's the it's by far the toughest and longest once you get inside it once you get to the very core of it it's got a uh yeah it's it's the actual core the atomic core and it, there's like a you don't actually fight it you fight the stuff on the walls at first yeah yeah it's like it's in the center of a of a round room that you're that you're just kind of floating around in there, but it, mm -hmm. it's got these three like laser beam things coming out of it to the outside walls that are you have to dodge as they come at you. Which I thought this one was actually pretty easy. Yeah, the only thing that's hard is it can be kind of tricky to hit the hit the wall parts. Yeah, because just, you have to be patient. Yeah, you have to be like aimed right at the edge when they're coming around at you, or, and it reverses you know. at a certain point yeah. as well. And it'll it'll keep switching back and forth. So if you don't take it down fast enough, but if you're patient, you dodge all those things, you can blow this guy up, fly out of it triumphantly and move on to the next level the meteor yeah this is there's like a battle base on the meteor mm -hmm. which is pretty cool looking it's like a gray planet as opposed you know what i mean yeah. dark sky and this has a bunch of like these opening and shutting doors yes that are you know you have to like plan your way through this is where some brakes or turbo boost could help yeah definitely and there's like helicopters in this level i thought it was neat too yeah and this really ramps up those like weird turdy things that uh I don't even know what to call them, but they're just made of like four lines and a well, wall on the top. A lot of these things that you'll see that are just like on the ground shooting at you, they remind me of old Transformers, like say Scorponox, where it's like a robot, a scorpion, or this weird base thing that's right. just like a pile of guns or whatever. Like yeah. that's what they remind me of. I keep expecting them to change into something else and come at me. But I kind of hated them because they can shoot at you before they appear. Mm. And if there's more than like two, if there's two of them on screen at the same time, they can really like tear you up. That's yeah. Time to roll, man. You do have to do a barrel roll. Now, at the very end of this is another interesting boss. And the first one that really gives, gave me any trouble. Yeah, the dancing insector. Yes, and it's like a weird giant spider thing. Yeah, it comes out walking on its legs, but then it like extends. Well, yeah, and it's very hard to tell what you're supposed to hit on it. Agreed. It took me a while, too, because, you know, the bosses do have a life meter typically. But yes. this didn't seem to be going down at a pleasing rate while it's spinning around, you know. So eventually you have to hit the legs enough to make them move. And yeah. then at some point they start falling off after they change color yeah they turn like orange and it's a bunch of this is one i remembered having trouble with when i was a kid yeah where i was like i don't know what the heck to do with this you know what i mean because the life meter is so long and it doesn't seem to be really damaging it you know it's the legs though you have to aim yeah. for the legs and uh, once it starts spinning and flying at you that's another break time you got to break and move to the right or the left yeah yeah uh but really the hard part is just making sure you're hitting those legs. Get They're the very legs. thin. It's got legs. And it needs to go. And it will also do this cool thing where it shoots like a fire pillar out of the bottom. It'll like hit the ground oh, yeah. and then it comes arcs out at you. Yeah, like a flamethrower. Yeah, it's kind of neat. Right at the very end of its life. Yeah. So watch out for that. Watch it, brother. Uh, if you can defeat that crazy thing, you are on to the final level of the game for all three paths. That's right. Venom. Venom, the home base of Andros. That's right. And this is kind of...
kind of two levels, really, because there's a like, trick. Yeah, there's the approach where you're like orbital. And for some reason, in all three versions, like the first five, like few waves of enemies you hit give you tons of shield power up. Yeah, I noticed that too. When you don't like, need them, because your shield recharges after each level. Yeah, they're just making sure you're fully stocked, I guess. But I guess. This was like waves and waves of little ships and missiles. But I found to be really easy across all three modes, because you're in that third person. You're yeah. not dodging anything, so it's just about shooting. Well, as long as the things they're shooting are destroyable easy peasy you know what i yeah. mean it's when things are like coming at you that you have to truly dodge that mm-hmm. i would kind of have some trouble but... but in the first part of this you really don't have that you do see those cool like cloaked ships oh you know yeah what i'm talking about they, mm-hmm. they like will appear after you shoot them a bit they're pretty neat and then in the and then you have the boss of this area yeah the fantron yes and it is uh interesting because i I could never tell if it was three ships, one ship that was, like, making copies of itself. Well, yeah, because it kind of looks like it, you know, uh, at the beginning where it looks like a – almost like a snake. It reminds me of the first boss in Strider where it's a bunch of ships right behind each other. Right, yeah. You know, but eventually it settled down into one, and then as you're damaging it, it will start to split. Yes. Into three, I think. So following that, you dive into the planet. Yeah, you're down on the surface of Venom, and it's – It's uh, a cool shot. Yeah, and like this planet looks cool because it's, you know, it's like a brown, dingy ground, but you have these cool clouds, like very, I mean, I guess polluted looking, but yeah. it just looks really cool. There's like storm raging in them as well. Yes, and this this level is the level of moving blocks and buildings coming at you. Oh, yeah, and these moving blocks mean business. Where you need to dodge a lot, and that's what makes it the one of the toughest parts, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There were like sections where all these pillars keep flying down in front of you. Some of times you can blow them up. But... So once you make it through all the blocks, through past all the falling towers. Yeah, that's when the, the Fantron shows up again. And it's similar, but then it like mutates or it, it has like legs. It transforms. Yeah. Into like a, a mech. Yeah, kind of thing where it's like hopping around. It's much bigger. It starts charging you. It doesn't. Does it shoot like cannonballs out of its hand? I maybe. I know it hops around a bunch and will also, like the other one, split into three by the end. But right. one thing we didn't mention the first time, but the the Fantron's life meters are mercifully very small. So once yeah. once it starts getting its tricks out, you can really blast it away if you focus up. But it, it's it can be a little irritating. And once you've defeated it, then you blow past it and. Well, you may think you're about to hit another boss right away, but no, you just found the entrance to the core of the planet. Yeah, it almost looks like a volcano with like a gate on top and you fly up and straight down into the final part of the level, which is another trench run area. Yeah, but luckily they do give you some health in there and at least one bomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this wasn't really, I expected it to be way worse than it was, you know? It's mainly like doors that are like in bars that are moving up and down, forcing yeah. you to like be to the bottom, the top, the left, the right. Yeah, and it's, as long as you don't second guess yourself, you'll be fine, but. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the ship controls well enough to where you can make it. Yeah, yeah. And then at the very end of the tunnel, you come out into a weird, wavy, trippy-looking background. Yeah, no, this is weird. Yeah, it's like yellow and purple. Yeah. And you see the big... Well, a series of tiles come out to make a giant wall. Yeah, yeah. They assemble. And then they form into a giant face. Yeah, a big... I guess Andross's face? Kind of, yeah. Or, I don't know. I mean, it represents him, right? Or it's his... Right. And it shoots uh well more tiles at you out of its mouth yeah yeah it'll do weird like sometimes it shoots them out of its eyes and then it inhales them back in oh that's right through its mouth and then shoots them all out at once and its eyes are its weak point yeah yeah but only some of the time yeah they change colors too like you eventually you shoot them one by one and one of them will turn like orange and it's done right 
And then it will when it sucks in those tiles, it's pulling you in as well. Mm. So you have to fight it by oh, like yeah, yeah. going to the very top of the screen. Yeah, yeah. And then once you've blown up both eyes, well, the the thing shatters. Yeah, yeah. And reveals a weird cube. Yeah, like made of different Andros faces or something. Yes, on each each facet. They like shatter off. It's kind of like uh, Zod and mm-hmm. Super was it Superman two, right? And here in the easy mode, you only have to destroy that once, correct? Yeah. And he, once it blows up, you fly out of there and you've saved the day. Yeah. You rejoin your teammates and fly off into the, the sunset. Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty, you know, it gives you like your stage percentage for the ending, your scores. And, and your total score for all of the game, like your percentage in total. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, something to, to work towards in the future. And then we'll get right into the medium mode. Medium mode, yeah. And that starts you off on Corneria again. Mm-hmm. Same boss at the end. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't remember the level being much harder, but the boss, I think, takes more hits. Okay. Makes sense. Once you've defeated it, though, you go to a whole new level, Sector X. Sector X. Another uh, space zone. But instead of asteroids, it has, like, a lot of, like, space debris in it. Yeah, yeah. I remember this from from my past. And there's a lot of tight areas where you have to slow down, slip through them. But a lot of the same enemies you're going to find in the asteroid level. Right, right. But you may think the big difference is going to be the boss, but it's not. It's just the Rock Crusher yet again. Yeah, yeah. Um, not too bad, right? I mean... I think it just takes a few more hits. <laughs> That's really all, the only difference in this mode. Sure. Now, once you leave the Sector X, you go to another planet, Titania. Yeah. And it is like a reddish-brown planet. Okay. So this level is actually really cool because a lot of it's like over water. Oh, right. And right. there's like a like a bridge or roads you're going across next to buildings. Okay. Like along. So, oh, yeah, yeah. It's really cool because uh, it's mainly at sunset. Oh, nice. As you know, hey. huge fan. In fact, took another screenshot of this. Oh. May- maybe future background <laughs> of my phone. But uh, the final boss of the area is, what is it called? The Professor Hanger. Okay, I can see that. It's like a, cr- it's like a thing hanging from a track, and it shoots out lots of enemies at you. But I didn't, I mean, you really just fly right behind it and shoot a lot. I don't really as they remember. destroy them as they yeah. come out. I imagine if you have double blasters, probably a lot easier, you know? I think so. I mean, I don't, uh, this is the mode I played first, I think, actually. And uh, I, I don't remember it too well, but I do remember this boss not giving me much trouble at all. I just remember it looking really cool when Sweet. you're fighting him and then when you beat him and fly off. Cool. After Titania, you find yourself in Sector Y. Why not? Another space sector. <laughs> Again, more of those, uh, you know, weird pillars and stuff. This time, there's lots yeah. of, like, I don't know what they are. They're just, like, weird space pillars in the way. Yeah, or, like, I-beams or, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, just, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And the final part of the stage is a nightmare because it's, like, there's just a ton of them, and you're just dodging and weaving in between this a bunch of them. sounds very familiar. I think I might this might have been the extent of how far I got when I was a child. Yeah, this is one where you're really going to be hitting that brake and that acceleration Oof. a lot, trying to just bob and weave through so many, like, you know, big T sections or Xs that are, like, spinning, yeah. you know, and you have to go from between one another. Ugh, no fun. No, I didn't really enjoy this level very much <laughs> at all. But the boss of it, Nick? The Plasma Hydra? Yeah, oh yes, the Plasma Hydra. And it is like, uh, I guess it's like a, I thought it was like a bird thing. Yeah, it's yeah. like a ship. This is. It's got these like long arms that have, it looks like flowers at the end of them or claws. Oh, right. And you have to blow off 
each one like three or four times. And they and keep th- growing back. Yeah. And then once those are gone, the center starts spinning and shooting at you, like flying at you. Yeah. But once you've blown off those arms, it's really easy. Okay. The okay. hard part is that it does this spin sometimes and you like it's going to hit you with the arms. So you right. have to like break and fly to the top left or top right. Ah, okay. Otherwise, once you realize it's the hands you're aiming for, much easier. Gotcha. <clears throat> um, and then on to Venom. That's right. Another Venom orbit. And this Venom is much like the very first one. You, in space, fight the same uh, thing. Lots of... uh... But at the very end of this space level, instead of fighting the um, carrier thing, Mm -hmm. you fight the rock smasher. Gotcha. Which is like a two... Or metal smasher. Okay, metal smasher. It is a... (laughs) It's like a two-part thing. Yeah. That uh, at first it's stuck together, and then it separates into two. And its weak spot is in the middle of those two crushing pads. Okay. And then it like comes at you to crush you. Okay. I thought the thing was super easy because you just have to avoid it. I and think it may shoot, shoot it. some stuff out of it, but yeah. you pretty much can destroy anything that comes out of it. I, if you've got the plasma guns at this point, Which you really you just, should, right? Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. I mean, bomb the heck out of it and just shoot the middle a bunch. Cool. It's just really slow moving. Like I, I thought I had a lot more trouble with the one before it than this. One. Right on. And then you find yourself on the uh, planet. Now you're yeah down to the surface of Venom. So the level is a lot different than the first one because for a lot of it you are now on the side of like a giant base mm-hmm. on like a road. Okay. And you're dodging between different pillars and things that come out of it. Zigging and zagging. And at the very end you've got a whole new boss. Now the Galactic Riders. Yes, and. I guess they're, I don't know what they are, but there's there's two or three of them. Right. Is it like release the little riders that come at you? That's what it is. And it opens up and it shoots out the back of it. Yeah. Again, any of these ones where it shoots out like physical things from behind, I find very easy. Well, because yeah. you're shooting, you're, if you just stay behind it and are shooting it, you're either shooting yeah. the weak point or you're shooting all the things it's releasing. It's coming down the same path of your bullets are taking, yes. you know. And, and then it's also kind of hard to tell what's going on sometimes, too, especially when you have that plasma blaster and things are exploding. And it's all just like this line of just, well, something's going down up yeah. there and I hope and it doesn't get to me. I can see that its health bar is dropping, so I know I'm doing the right thing. <laughs> and then it explodes. And Great. then you enter that same volcanic entrance right. to the planet. Now, this time when you fight Andros, you must, uh, you face the face. Face the face. You blow its eyes up, and then it's the cube, but then it turns back into the face again. Oh. And then you have to blow up the cube a second time. It's two-faced. Yes. Okay. Okay. But there's always the third and hardest course. And it is probably the most interesting. Yeah. Because, again, you start out on the home planet of... Corneria. But this time, the skies are dark red. Yeah. With a storm. Yeah. Sun's going down or something. And I do remember playing this one. It's harder. The The guys that walk around are carrying larger buildings. Some of them have shields. Oh, yeah. There's all kinds of stuff like that going on. That's awesome. And then at the end, instead of that other boss, you now have a giant tank. Yeah, the Destructor. And the Destructor has like three parts that come off of it and fly around. You got to blow up the thing underneath. You got to blow it up and then blow up the thing it was sitting on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know that. Not yeah. too hard. Yeah. And then after that, you fly out into space. But this time, it's a familiar place. The asteroid belt. You're back in the asteroid belt, like the first track. And uh, it is, of course, harder and um, more enemies. Right, right. But the big difference is at the end of the level is a different boss. And that is, what is it called? It's the Blade Barrier. Ah, uh, yes. And... Which is like a cleric spell. Yeah. <laughs> and what this is, is like there are these arms sticking out. And you're trying to blow up the arms, but the blade barrier spins. Mm -hmm. And when it stops, it blocks them, certain ones. Okay. And when it's spinning, you can't barely hit any of them. I see. But when it stops, it shoots out some sort of, like, net thing. Okay. So you have to, like, fly way to the sides to to dodge Mm. it. Again, not too bad. Sure. After that, though, 
Once you clear the asteroid field, you move on to my favorite level, Fortuna. And it is cool. You start out like over these fields of fl giant flowers. I think the, they tell you like Andros has embiggened the creatures or taken oh, over the embiggened creatures. I'm not like sure. His island of Dr. Moreau or something. Yes. And at first, it's these giant flowers sprouting up that you have to destroy. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then, like, giant butterflies and bees. <laughs> and then you go over the, the water, bees. and there's, like, fish jumping out and, like, birds flying, swooping down. Wow, sounds cool. And then towards the end, there is a, a series of sea serpents Man. that are going in and out of the water. They look really cool, and you got to blow up their head, but wow. you can't hit their bodies. Oh, okay, okay. Which brings you to the final boss of this area. Uh, I don't know what it's called, but it's weird. It's the Monarch Dodora. Yes, and it is a two-headed, Dodra, winged, dragonish thing, and um, like it a... hops around and it like spins, tries to hit you with its tail and its heads. Ugh. So you have to blow off its tail and then its heads, and then it's dead. Right, right. Slowly massacre it. Yes. Then you move on to the final sector. You've been to Sector X to Sector Y. That's right. Time for Sector Z. Not to be confused with Section Z. No. The NES game. And this is a nightmare of a uh, level because <laughs> it is full of stuff to avoid. So much stuff to avoid. All those weird, like, instead of space pillars now and stuff, it's just like weird shapes. As you're flying like, through. I don't know what it's supposed <laughs> to be, but it's weird and it's annoying. I see. Um, uh, and then the final end of it is this giant base you fly into, and it's just like the like boss of the, the Armada. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's a, a room with the things on the sides you got to blow up, and then in the middle, there's a, I think there's an extra level of stuff in the middle you got to blow up. Okay. But you're avoiding like the lightning spinning around. Okay. Gotcha. And then you move on to the final uh, planet before the end, and that is Macbeth. Planet Macbeth. Which is cool. It's like a dark red planet. Uh, it's really hard at the beginning because it's like um you're in uh, canyons. Oh, okay. So you can't see very far, and you're you know back and forth and around. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, it's pretty nice. It's pretty cool. There's a lot of walkers in there that just right up on you. You go blow them up instantly. If you don't have dual cannons in here, I don't know what Ugh, you do. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, then you open up into like the plains of this planet. Tons of turrets. Uh, and then you have the boss. The spinning core? Yes. And this is another spinning boss. Uh, I think... You can only hurt the bottom of it when its legs come up. Oh, okay. So it, so. like, shoots stuff at you. The legs come up. Then you can shoot, like, its tail thing underneath. You get your short little window to deal yeah. damage. Before. A lot of this is dodging for a large part. And then uh, it shoots out, like, um, energy balls or something. Mm, I see. Beat that. You are on your way to Venom once again. Venom Orbit. And this time... In space, you have to fight a giant ship. Oh, yeah. The Great Commander? Yeah, and it's like a capital ship yeah, in like, Star Wars. Like a Star Destroyer or something? Or... Yeah, and basically, it does a whole new mechanic where you fly over it, and there's spots to shoot on it while it's shooting you. Once you've passed it, it turns you around. Make another pass? And you pass. make another pass at it. Oh, cool. And, you just uh, have to keep doing that until, until you... you blow up all the little pieces on it that are blow upable. Sweet. Definitely a place you want to use bombs. Oh, right, yeah. And then, if you do, you're on the planet once again. The Venom base. And this one looks more like the easy mode. Oh, okay. Um, tons of those blocks falling on you, buildings moving. There's a whole section of pillars that, instead of falling, they come up from the ground. Oh, they're like erupting? Yes, and okay. you just have to like slow at the exact right times. Hmm. It is very crazy. You gotta memorize it. And then the Great Commander ship comes down again. And what I forgot to tell you is when you first got to the Great Commander ship, it started as three different pieces. Right, right. Uh, and they assembled to make that giant long ship. Okay. Well, now that they've come down, they're independent. Op they move independently. Right, right. And you got to blow each part up. Mm-hmm. 
Once you do, you finally get to go back into the volcano. Okay, now. Into the core of the planet. Yes. This time there's like double the amount of things to dodge. Oh, sure. On your yeah, path yeah. down. When you get to Andros's face, it's the same face. Right. For the first round. But then, after you've blown up that cube and it comes back, it's like a weird demon face. Yeah, yeah. It really caught me off guard. That's awesome. And it's way harder and faster. Middle. Is it still shooting pieces of same, itself? And it, but also now shoots energy bolts out. Mm-hmm. Once you defeat that, you get the cube again. Once you've blown up that cube, you join your teammates. You fly off into space. You tell your home base that you're coming home, and they welcome you with a nice little voice sample. Oh, that's right. In fact, I think you have it for us right here. You. Come in, Cornelia. This is Cornelia. Pepper speaking. Congratulations on a job well done. Roger. I'm heading back to Cornelia. Cornelia or Cornelia? Hey, doggone it. Look. I kind of mentioned this on the Final Fantasy podcast, but, you know, the first town in that is Conaria, and this is Cornaria. I mean, it might be Cornaria. I don't know, man. I keep seeing different spellings, and then in all of the Japanese-translated stuff that I see, it's called Cornelia, and then here, they say Cornelia and Corneria in the same sense, so my brain is blown. Yes, and then, but after that, um, your sh- you and your shipmates fly off, and you're treated to a really nice full credit sequence. Yeah. With the- all real names. Great yeah, music. Yeah. And an awesome font as the letters fly in. And, I mean, it still it goes through all your scores and stuff like before, right? I'm yeah, it, of course. Yeah. And at the very end, you get a nice the end screen. And then if you wait like uh, 10 minutes or 5 minutes, a weird little ditty pops on on its own. Oh, yeah? Later on. Oh, that's cool. Really caught me off guard. <laughs> Good luck. All right, folks. We are here in the final portion of our show, the review portion. And, of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System that has four categories, each category a possible score from 0 to 5, starting with graphics and sound. <laughs> I gave this game a 2.5. I think I should give it a 3.0 now that I've reflected on it, but it's hard to say. I see, I gave it a 3.5, but it's heavily because of the music. There's a lot of music in this game. And it is really good. That's why I'm wanting to bump my score up. I said that it's not bad once you get used to the graphics. It's just hard to grasp what anything is at a distance. No, yeah, it's it's you're not looking for details here because you're not gonna get you know mm-hmm. um, everything moves relatively smooth and it, it sometimes does get close to that dreaded like where it's just like what is this gobbledy gook that's right. going on? But I'm just shooting away and I usually seem to come out okay. So, but you know it looks a lot better than I thought it would. So agreed. I, and the sound effects, while serviceable, the music is great. Yeah. Next up is play control, and I give it a 3.5. Okay, I went with a 2.5, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm torn because on one hand, I feel like it's just a little slow and, and yes. laggy, but the game has uh, clearly adjusted. For, it knows that, so it's not putting you in unfair situations. You know, I thought it worked well in both third and first person, which cockpit view, which I, I could not believe. Like, normally I hate that in yeah, a flying yeah. game. But I think this worked out really well once you got used to the design of your reticule and all that stuff. Sure. I felt like the game really understood its limits in the movement and never forced you to go right. anywhere you, you couldn't. That's true. That's true. And now we have Challenge Factor, Nick. Um, I went with 3.5. And that's what I gave it. Um, I said it was kind of hard to call because you have three different difficulty paths. Yeah. You get continues. And uh, well, once like, you've learned the level, they're not that hard. The first one is definitely easy. That You know, you, you can do that. Like, it doesn't really get hard until you get to Venom. And then, you know, the medium path isn't, you know, it's it all seems doable once you acquire the, the knowledge of the level. Definitely. 
And finally, we have theme and fun, Nick. I went with the 3.0. I give it a 3.5. I could kind of, like, it's almost there. I just feel like the gameplay itself, again, I I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I'm like, if I could just crank the speed up just like one or two notches, Mm -hmm. so it just felt a little faster. Well, theming-wise, though, I thought it did a really good job of making the different planets distinct and unique. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even the different areas of space still felt somewhat different. Definitely, yeah. Uh, but, you know, fun-wise, I really um, uh, had a rolling good time. It was much a more fun. A barrel rolling good time, I might say. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it, was, it was way better than I thought it would be, actually. Agreed. Which brings me to my final question of the show, Nick. Should you play this game? I think you should. Agreed. Um, I didn't know if I would say that when we started. Me either. <laughs> yeah. But I think you really should see the birth of the 3D gaming movement. Um, of course, there were 3D games before this. Right. But for Nintendo, this was a huge step forward. And it's really amazing to see what they could do on this system. And it, it does hold up much better than I remembered. Yeah. And I mean, much better than stunt race effects. That's for certain. Definitely. Next week's game will be Castlevania 3, Dracula's Curse, for the Nintendo Entertainment System. I've been waiting a long time for this one, guys. Ooh, yeah. So please, find a copy of this game any way you can. I'm looking at you, Castlevania Collection. Newly <laughs> released across all modern platforms. Yeah, get it. Fresh. Grab your controllers and play along, friends. That's right. And if you want to let us know... To it, do a barrel roll. Yeah. To do a barrel roll? What's your favorite um, one of Fox's wingmen? What's, what's your favorite voice? Let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com, and we will laugh along with you. Or you can let us know at Cartridge Command on the Facebooks. We love hearing from you there. And uh, maybe we will even put up when our new show drops on the Twitterverse at Cart Command. But of course, it is those wonderful and fine folks at patreon.com slash cartridge command that give to us every month that make this show actually happen they are all awesome we're just a couple of working class guys that make the show in our spare time so thanks to you guys we have the funds we need to drive across the state to record together pay for any incidentals we need incidentals or incidentals like uh, new cables microphones hosting you name it heroes one and all but this month i would like to give a special shout out oh yeah to our newest 20 dollar patron div vc div vc thank you so much you know uh we always like to give a special shout-out by name of anyone that hits us at that top tier. Well, yeah. It really makes a huge difference for us, and we really appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Thank you, Div. And while we're at it, we want to give a special shout-out to our other big contributor, Dale. He's been given to us for a long time. That's right. Thank you so much, Dale, Div. You guys really help us out. Yeah, we, Dale. We really appreciate it. Yeah, and uh, Dale it contacted us about that Dungeon Magic game, which I have played a little bit of, and it's very weird, but it's coming. We have not forgotten about you. So, guys and gals, thank you all very, very much. Thank you. And, as always, Cartridge Commandos, game on! Give us a song, sir. At which level is that? The the Blue Planet. The Blue Planet, huh? I just blinked on it. I don't know. Not Macbeth. Valeria? Valium. Valura? I don't know. Titania is one of them. Hold right? on. Let's let's pull up the Star Fox map. Valeria in the world. Star. Thousand. Fox. Valerian roots. Valeria.